forever. Dog. Hi, Adventure Kateers. It's me, Ben Blacker. And me, Ben Acker. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is returning with brand new episodes starting Monday, October 29th, available on all the podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. What do you use for your podcast? Uh, whatever's on my phone. Please subscribe to our Patreon page right now so that we can pay for everything and give you great stuff in return. You won't be paying for this episode. This is free. Gratis. It's patreon.com slash thrilling adventure hour. So we hope you enjoy these new episodes. I'm confident you will. Then I'm confident that they will. You will. You guys will. This is Ben Acker. And Ben Blacker. See you. (laughs) Inhale. Not if I see you first. And now, coming to you from Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America, it's the nation's favorite new-time podcast in the style of old-time radio, The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Hey, thanks for listening. You're welcome. (laughs) Hi, Adventure Kateers. This is Ben Blacker. And this is Ben Acker. And seriously, thank you for listening, not just to this podcast, but to all of them. Presumably. <laughs> we, you've made it to the end, so hopefully yeah. you've listened to more than just this one. Don't jump in now. <laughs> I mean, it's probably too late to say. Uh, but we did want to come in and, and say thank you for, for listening, for being so supportive, for being the reason that we, we did it, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, we've, um, we've put out the panels that we've done over the past couple of years, and I know this comes up every single time. Too long didn't read. (laughs) Here's the gist. (laughs) Um, This does come up every time that, you know, the the reason we continued to do this show for as long as we did was in large part because of the fans. You guys made it fun and exciting. And your reactions to the things we would throw at you uh, were fun for us, and it made us want to throw more things at you. So thank you for that. Thanks. And, And, yeah, the way you... The way you took the stuff and ran and made it your own, like you, it's inspiring. Uh, it's inspiring to see what what you make of it. You do know? you, Ben? Yes. Do you? I'm a little ashamed to admit that I do this, but do you go and search like the tumblers for Thrilling Adventure Hour and Sparks Nevada and stuff like that? Yeah, I have a. Um, we've <laughs> we're well documented as not knowing exactly how Tumblr works, <laughs> but. Uh, the Tumblr that I have has a, a saved search for Thrilling Adventure Hour, and so I see. I don't read the fanfic. No, me. Either. That's yours, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I I see all the art and mm-hmm. I, uh, the communication around the the community that that is out there. Yeah, it's it's fun to me to see like people throwing out questions, whether it's where do I start or why does this happen or whatever, and having a bunch of fans come in and respond. Um, in the same way we would, like they're just they have the same, if not more, passion for the show and and enthusiasm for the show, <laughs> depending on know. the month. <laughs> um, but also, I like I love seeing what people take from the individual episodes. Like we were, I think we were actually talking about this recently that someone is reviewing all the Beyond Beliefs mm-hmm. episode by episode and has it broken down to like sweetest moment and funniest moment. And it's Pun, so title fun. punniness. Yeah, which I love because uh-huh. uh, she doesn't always get the puns, right. which makes me realize some were kind of obscure. <laughs> right. And then that's where it becomes like, do, do I jump in and go? It's from, it's from 
Right. It's Pelican, it's Pelican Brief. Just so Google say, Pelican Brief. Other fans. Uh-huh. Guys, go in and tell the, this person, who I'm sorry I can't remember her name right now, tell her where all the uh, pun titles come from, <laughs> if she doesn't know them. Take care of each other out there. <laughs> Which you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I love seeing that stuff, and it, it reminds me of those episodes, which are often years old, and I just haven't thought of since mm-hmm. we did them, because Thrilling was always such a moving train. Uh, it was always on to the next one. So it's fun to look back at those episodes and be reminded of what was funny about them and what was warm about them and how great Paul and Paget and the guest cast were. Yeah, as we uh, are writing the comics, uh, there was a, a bit that I read in that recap that was like, oh, I was about to do this in the comic. I guess we already did one where they play charades. Oh my god, is that true? Yeah, Glenn. Oh, Glenn David Gold's right? episode. I think so. It kind was of. one of those holiday ones. Yeah. yeah. With, wow. <laughs> Listen, Wiki, you guys know. <laughs> no. Just point it at us. Um, so we are now, we're recording this in August, and so we're several months out um, from the final show and the final sparks, which you just heard, um, have you been? Uh, how have you processed not doing a monthly show? Um, well, I feel like it's the first the first month after we did the uh, like the first month after when we went to Largo to see Paul F's Spontaneation. Mm-hmm. Live, his first live spontaneation was in the thrilling adventure hole at Largo, and uh, the days preceding it were um, were when I first realized how much work doing that show was. <laughs> like I didn't, I was there was momentum from the beginning of yeah. it Be- again um, because it's rolling. You don't think about it. You're just creating the stuff and reacting to the stuff. And I realized that I've been in triage mode for a week, a month, for 10 years, going, all right, here's the music cues. We have to finalize that stuff, listen to the sound effects. Um, who's, who's, yeah, who can't oh. make it, who can make it, <laughs> who's going to be a thrill for the audience. Uh, yeah. f- you know, doing serving the show for that week, doing the last polish and trying to get rehearsal together. It was just a lot of stuff that comes with it that you never during it go hey this is a lot maybe I mean, you did <laughs> you did right like because oh, you, were, you were doing the brunt of scheduling absolutely um yeah i mean it was the same thing as like we do it because we wanted to do it and mm-hmm. we had to do it because the show was going on no matter what mm-hmm. um but yeah trying to keep it you know trying to bring in new people especially as we knew in that past year as we knew it was ending uh we there were a lot of people we wanted to work with who hadn't necessarily done the show before so it was a lot of that crazy scheduling stuff and casting things and and i think the thing that i'm very happy about is again especially in that last year we were not really down to the minute on scripts yeah. which had happened in the past but like there was something freeing about knowing these are the last 10 you know beyond beliefs or sparks or whatever having that made it uh, clear which stories we wanted to tell mm-hmm. for those, which made them easier to break and figure out, and yeah, um, and yeah, figure out who who we ne- <clears throat> excuse me who we needed for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that we could even even as early as like that last Cactoid Jim story, mm-hmm. like that was designed to be that month because we knew Nathan was available. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And there was always the idea, like, if he can come back for one of the last couple, we'll do that, but we're not counting on it. So mm-hmm. we know that this is the last Cactoid Jim story. And that mm-hmm. was, you know, eight months or so before the end of the show, if not more. Wiki fans, tell us. <laughs> or, Find us know, on Twitter. Or, or, you know, <laughs> figure it out and be pleased to know it. <laughs> um, but who, yeah. Who didn't we get that you wanted the most? Actor, there were guest a few. Actor there were actually a few who. There were some who were just like pie in the sky who we didn't get close on. Oh, do we want to spoil that stuff now that it's over? The um, like the Colonel TikTok thing. Yeah, let's talk about because that actually we did get close on. We did get close. We had a and we had a way to get to David Tennant, mm-hmm. and we tried. And the idea for an episode was Colonel TikTok. <laughs> Craig as Colonel TikTok gets blown up or whatever, regenerates. As David Tennant, who is a great Colonel TikTok, <laughs> before he gets blown up. We are tremendous Absolutely. Tennant fans. Like, never mind Doctor Who, he's just a great actor. Mm-hmm. And a great stage actor. Yeah. And we knew this would be up his alley. So, then we blow him up, and he regenerates as Craig. <laughs> it was, oh, it's going to be fun. It would have been really fun. And we almost did it in L.A., and we almost did it in New York. Mm-hmm. And Tennant's schedule just couldn't line up. And I feel like... We never did that episode because that's the only way we could have done it. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't have put. We had, I think we had toyed with having Michael Sheen instead, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't the same. It right. wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a great story we never got to tell. But yeah, Tennant was a big one who we got close to. There are a couple others who we're still as we're doing these occasional live shows. We'll reach out to, but Lauren Graham, mm-hmm. we couldn't quite line up her uh, schedule. Ellie Kemper was one who I think would be great in our yeah. show. There was another Colonel, Colonel TikTok I wanted to do. Uh, we reached out but couldn't get Lady Smith Black Mombazo. <laughs> uh, but I really because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> I really wanted to hear. Uh, all the British accents we could fit on that stage. I wanted to actually hear um, Gourley. Gourley's um, Ian Fleming pronouncing Lady <laughs> Smith Blackman Biazzo. Uh, so, and, and I feel like that's one of the great things of the show is that we could hang an episode. Like, we would figure the rest out. Right. But we want to hang it on somebody pronouncing these <laughs> these words. We could reverse engineer an episode, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, like, in, in sort of a bigger sense... One of the last, um, and we may have talked about this before, but one of the last moonshines was that Just Desserts episode. Mm-hmm. And we had the proof is in the pudding punchline for Ever, two years, forever. at least, before we were able to reverse engineer that episode and figure out what it is. Because we knew it was a great payoff mm-hmm. to a moonshine. but Specifically nothing, to a moonshine. Absolutely. That, that became the way moonshines work. Um, and it, we never could quite find the way into it. And I think I don't I, know where the alcohol. I think that was in your draft. Yeah, the alcohol aspect of proof. Yes, because we had the two other mm-hmm. <laughs> proofs, mm-hmm. and then I thought let's let's pile in, and then it, it, I think it was excisable if if it didn't work. Um, but that wound up being one of my favorite episodes, yeah. um, both for the script, which I think came out really well, but the New York performance, which is the one we released as a podcast with Hodgman and Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's so funny. Here's an alternate ending to that. There is Do one? You wanna, yes. I don't remember. Uh, there was, and it, it might be because I didn't send it to you. <laughs> uh, but there was a draft of it where... Um, did she go to jail in the end in the one we released? She did, right? She went with the cop. Yes. Uh, there was a version where 
she got away with it. Like she was yes, just she right. outsmarted everybody. That was in the outline actually, mm-hmm. and I think I changed it because I just wanted a cleaner cap on that. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the there was a notion of that she got away with it, and we re- the idea of revisiting it for um, the hobo princess finale, mm-hmm. which was that when Banjo found the hobo princess, she had no idea he'd been following her. Yes. For the whole country and that that was not okay <laughs> and that like because it's really not it's, it's weird. St- stalking it's countrywide <laughs> stalking and so he would uh have to like re rejigger his expectations of life like his uh the, the his ultimate goal has been denied him uh and realizing that this this crafty outsmarter type lady right uh was the one for him, and maybe she had just been, desserts. Mm-hmm, yeah. Maybe she had followed him, or whatever. Yeah. It was the beginnings of yeah. uh, the hobo princess following him, mm-hmm. where that came from. But the idea of like a hobo princess that, or a, a goal for banjo that that also <laughs> wants to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, a willing, a willing uh, uh, prey to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Pepe Le Pew, <laughs> right? But I think. Uh, Part of that conversation of those, because Moonshine, we've talked about this before, but Moonshine was always really hard to write. Um, once we had the story broken, it was the most pleasurable, I mm-hmm. think. Like, it's just really fun and silly. But Florid. Yeah, but, but the plots were really hard to do, because there was no kind of plug-and-play as there were with, like, laser beam. And there, well, there could have been. There like, could have been. Like, at their core, it, yeah. it kind of was a plug-and-play. Yeah, but I think we, we tried to avoid it. Uh, where we could, there were just kind of big moves that were made in every episode. But I think what we came to in those last two was embracing the fairy tale mm-hmm. of Moonshine Holler, and that's why the ending being well, he he does get the princess, and and it's not the way you expect necessarily. Uh, yeah. Do you? I, I remember we talked about that. You had pitched a, that last Moonshine. I think even before we knew the show was ending. The oh, idea as one that, to eventually do. Yeah. Yeah. And it was not necessarily going to be the last episode, but it was a fun idea. But you also had said, maybe this is the last one mm-hmm. ever when we get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, once he finds the Hobo Princess. I like I like that we left it in a place where they're still adventuring and they're mm-hmm. still seeking the Hobo Princess. But, yeah, I, w- I assume that they got back together with Gummy. <laughs> <laughs> in my fanfic of the show, <laughs> they run into each other a lot. Enough, absolutely. Then, yeah. it, listen, Hobodom is a small community. <laughs> it's yeah, it's the biggest little city. That's what they call being a hobo. Did we we partnered Gummy up at the end of yeah, the uh, episode, right? In one in in the version that you will hear. No, he went with his daughter, right? Yes. Oh, that's right. Okay, right. that's good. Yeah, that's that's better. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the the one uh, that was. Uh, podcast. So we did. We wrote that one that was in the final show, mm-hmm. um, which was jam packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was it was a satisfying ending, at least to us. I hope mm-hmm. it was to other people. I think to Craig and Hal, it was also. Um, but then we kind of polished it and did a big edit on it, and we performed that piece in our Australia New Zealand tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we will put out that episode someday. So keep us in your feeds, because mm-hmm. uh, we are going to put out stuff like that every once in a while. Um, do you want to talk about how like putting together that moonshine at all? Do you remember anything about it? Uh, I think you did the first big pass. I think so. 
Uh, it was but we knew very the story. Busy. It was so busy because yeah. we had so many people to serve, um, which sometimes happened. Is like the, serving people being more important than internal logics. Well, a little in, bit internal logic, or even just you know having an uncomplicated story or mm-hmm. a clean story. You know, which I think we would prefer. Ideally, any episode. Any piece of the show had like five people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, any more than that started to get really crowded and well, busy. Six, six and spots. Six spots. Um, on the stage. But even by like the six characters was a lot to have mm-hmm. to juggle. Like there would often be characters who didn't say things for a long time. And mm-hmm. that never felt good mm-hmm. uh, to us. And and I'm sure not to the actors either. Well, depending, because the, the real theatery ones would make hay of just listening sure. and being present in the scenes that and is nodding true. and that kind of thing. That is true. In one of those, in one of the, one of my favorite Beyond Beliefs, um, Steve Agee is, <laughs> is Cinnamon. Like, he was Cinnamon so hard, but he actually is not in that episode a ton, but he made the most of every entrance and exit. So funny. Yeah, I don't know if it's been remarked before exactly how he took the stage. Yeah, I don't know that it has. He, I, I saw people talking about it on online. He, he slouched in a way that was like I want to say knees forward mm-hmm. and like he um, led with the ima- knees. Yeah, imagine like his his uh, his body is the bowl of a spoon and his legs are the <laughs> the handle, and it was just like coming in like that with a hand low for some reason. Uh, yes, that's and then, right. And then the hand—I mean, the arm low, uh, parallel to the legs, and then the hand sticking out like "Give me five, but wiggling his fingers <laughs> yes. as he like to the tune of uh, what was his thing? I want to say "Uli Uli Uli," but that's no. Not it. Uh, it was "Huli Huli Huli." Uh, it was a fine line. <laughs> One of the many subtle distinctions brought to you by uh, Work Juice, which was the—I needed a nonsense thing for him to say, and that was the last name of a kid I went to elementary school with. <laughs> I thought that is the dumbest thing for uh, someone to say, and it's not a real name. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there, Brendan Hooley. Oh, Who's my God. It? I made up the dumbest name that would go with it. Do you know him? No. Maybe you know him. No. I think you know him. No. It's, that, that's crazy. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Because it's Irish. No. No, because it's a dumb elementary school name. <laughs> Brendan is oh, the most. Give me the last name of someone you went to elementary school with. Let's see if I can guess their first name. Jablo. Male or female? Male. Obviously. Only men go to elementary school. Well, it was, men. It was, it was a woman. It would be Henry Jablo. <laughs> How much of this could we do before people shut it off? Uh, I think that was it. All right. I think we did it. Ask Thanks for listening. Answer. Thank you. <laughs> we'll Ooh, see sorry, you next time on the podcast. Um, Paul was always really great. When he didn't <laughs> Full have, stop. The, the end. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins was always really great Heard when he didn't have... When he, there were stretches where he didn't have much to say, which we tried to avoid because uh, we wanted Paul and Padgett to interject as much as possible. But when he had those stretches at reacting to what was going on on stage mm-hmm. and being present there, which I think most of our main cast really was. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jackson does that. Absolutely. Uh, Mark has checked out emotionally. Mark Absolutely. Gagliardi yeah, has yeah. checked out emotionally. Well, sure. He moved to New York. Right. right. That's, yeah, as a He's metaphor. checked out physically. As a metaphor for his... Uh, uh, but yeah, Janet, like uh, most, all of the main cast was so good at just being their characters all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point with Jackson, we don't know where one ends and the other begins. Right. Well, it would be rude to ask. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see uh, any of the cast anymore? Just how? <laughs>
Really? Really? Yes. <laughs> no, I see some of the cast all of the time. That was, you know, like that is the biggest bummer of not doing the monthly show. No is not seeing these people every month or more. Um, and I, there were a lot of emotional uh, text threads mm-hmm. and emails going around. We'll podcast them. Sure. <laughs> we should have Todd do readings of them. Get the group in. <laughs> to play their, themselves or other parts? Change we'll, them up? We'll play themselves and then for April Fool's. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really emotional for everybody. And it was like even though we had the Down Under trip mm-hmm. right on the heels of the last show, that last show still felt like an ending. Well, for me, the 10-year show felt like an ending. Yeah, we did the ten year show, and we've talked about it. But mm-hmm. it was just the core cast and Janet, who we made core cast at the end of the first of the two shows that we did. But it really felt like that's the group that we started with, and it's the group mm-hmm. that we ended with, and like that felt like the thing. That said, we had the the actual last show, mm-hmm. and I think two other shows in between the April Fool show and the Beyond Belief yeah. party. But those felt like. Uh, victory laps as yeah, much, as, like as, much as New Zealand. They did. They felt, yeah, like, um, uh, what's the thing for a, in a funeral where you celebrate? Awake? No. Uh, awake. Mm-hmm. And no, I was asking, are you awake? <laughs> are you dreaming right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is this real life? Um, yeah, that show felt like, mm-hmm. uh, felt like the end. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and it was outside of, you know, making Janet a work juice player, which was so exciting for us because mm-hmm. um, I don't think like we had never really talked about it until just before that show. Really, I think it was a month or two before, and we were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we should do it then." Well, when we Which were talking was about mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love Janet talking about it, what she's done on on some of the panels we've released of like she's the only one in that show as we're calling out the work juice players and giving them the puppets that uh, Jamie Bressler had designed and she's standing there in the in the uh wings going oh my god i'm the only i mean it's fine it's fine if they don't you know if they don't have a puppet for me or Mm -hmm. if any i hope they don't forget me but and then she got so emotional about it which made all of us very emotional Mm -hmm. about it um and it was really special because like she had been with the show for over a year and she had done a bunch before then and indelible characters donna henderson and absolutely uh jenny West. Virginia least. <laughs> um, but she had felt like part of the show yeah. even before she was a regular player in the show. So it, it, it just felt right to do that. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like that, that anniversary show did feel like the end and then the rest was just a fun celebration. Like a wake. I understand if you want to turn this off now. <laughs> I understand if you want to listen back. <laughs> What if I? Never mind. Um, <laughs> we'll do another podcast about this. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna. It's gonna be a sliding door style podcast. Right here is where the next podcast. You guys branches love off. nesting dolls, right? <laughs> Choose your own adventures. Um, all right, so we did. We we had that anniversary show, which again was also a lot of fun because it was a chance to have all the work juice players do stuff they don't usually do and have, you know. Everyone in Beyond Belief, mm-hmm. and, and that was that Beyond Belief, and I, I think we may have talked about this, but it was another one that was long gestating. Yeah, I would like another draft of it. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more. For the TV show? Yeah. What's, what's going on with that? <laughs> Here's the thing. We, you will not be able to avoid hearing from us when that's a thing that we can tell you about. Yeah. We will, uh, it, we will find all the internet rooftops to shout out from. Uh, we will keep you posted. Know that everyone still wants to do it. But you will, you will be the first to know. <laughs> we'll release it as a podcast. <laughs> the announcement. Um, and a Twitter and a Tumblr. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, everything. What's the other one? Our mailing list. Fa- Facebook. Our MySpace. Our friend, check our Friendster. Uh-huh. Become our uh, Facebook Tinder. Friendsters. <laughs> you will see a Yahoo review of it that we've made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By which I obviously mean Yelp. Yep. Uh, open table. Uh-huh. You, chef's, can, chef's you can reserve it. Uh, we're going to go on probably how did this get made? Yep. <laughs> I feel like we probably should have gone on how did this get made every month for this show. <laughs> uh, I feel like the amount of, uh, of of these that we do, <laughs> we've explained it pretty well. <laughs> I just want Paul Shear looking at us uh, and going... Incredulously. How did this get made? <laughs> Follow-up question. Why? <laughs> um... So yeah, that that Beyond Belief was long gestating. The Beyond Belief for the final show, um, not long gestating. No, that was really fast. Yeah, that I don't need another draft of. I think that was like we just knew we wanted a parade of monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ending came uh, when we realized we hadn't done that stuff. We hadn't separated them. We hadn't. We had always mm-hmm. talked about how. Um, you can't do either of those things for very long. You can't separate yeah. Frank and Sadie. You can't take booze away from them. Yeah. Uh, cause that's not who they are or what they do. And then realizing that's the episode where that gets to happen and yeah. what, what happens when, yeah. uh, was and clarifying. It, yeah. And again, that's, that's the freedom of having those last few shows is threats became real. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we've killed characters or, you know, we've made huge changes to characters, but I think we fairly well brought things back to the status quo you know, as much as Sparks and Croach would break up, they'd come back together. Yeah, that's where the show grow. Lives. Like, they got to grow. Oh, absolutely. As people, they Frank grow. But the format of the show doesn't tell. really change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Frank and Sadie just picked up hobbies. Mm-hmm. And they got a little dumber. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. How so? Well, like, there, it used to be a bit where Frank would not remember stuff and Sadie would remember stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we'd be able to lay, you know, uh, right. expositional pipe. Uh, but then it, they, just Sadie being charmed by things. Like, I've never met a farmer before kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, that she was so delighted and we played, like, she played it so well that we would lean into her delight at things mm-hmm. to the detriment of her being a, a person who's seen stuff <laughs> yeah, and no. knows things. So these are not real people at <laughs> all. If these characters existed in the world, they would not know how to get anywhere. <laughs> they would walk into you. doors. They wouldn't, that's not true. <laughs> that's non-canon. They know uh, when they need to <laughs> about plenty of stuff. <laughs> They're very competent monster killers or whatever. <laughs> That, and that's, you know, you can't be a competent monster killer and not use a door. Is that true? I, Have, I haven't I seen Grimm, but... <laughs> uh, according to Ghost Whisperer. Okay. You gotta, if you're going to whisper at some ghosts, you got to open a door. To that was the there. tagline for the show, good at doors, right? <laughs> Ghost Whisperer, good at doors. Uh, our audience might be too young to remember Ghost Whisperer. That's true. Um, Rest in peace. Audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this podcast is poisoned. <laughs> It's a new technology. Nerdist is working out. <laughs> uh, they they cultivated them on. Uh, you made it weird. 
<laughs> is that a podcast? Yes. <laughs> I'm looking around the room going, there's, they have a lot of posters for a lot of podcasts. Yeah, that's Kumail and Emily's podcast. But they People don't have it. the names anywhere. <laughs> um, let's talk about the last Sparks Nevada Marshall on Mars, which people have just listened to. Right now. Do you remember it? Oh, yes. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, this is a... Chart exclusive. Chart exclusive. Uh, please, stick to Nerdist Podcast. <laughs> this is a You Made It Weird exclusive. No, this, we, you know, obviously, uh, presumably you have just listened to the podcast and the ones preceding it. Do you remember... What happened in it? Do you remember what happened in it? I remember the ending. I remember the ending. Do you want to talk about that? No. No, I think it... Let it sit there for a while. <laughs> How do you mean? Ask me something. What do you specific. remember about the ending? Oh, the uh, that it was not an ending; that it was the beginning of the next mm-hmm. adventure, uh, and that I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, that we're never going to be done with Sparks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Jackson has said the nicest thing, which is how he felt about it, which is that we we crafted the most satisfying ending that's not an ending. <laughs> You know, there's a cap on this part of the story, mm-hmm. but the door is open. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, none of the characters can use doors. <laughs> <laughs> no, those guys can use doors. They all open themselves. Um, so the end that you have just heard of Sparks Nevada, and this idea we had ages ago, I think I pitched you this when we first talked about ending the show, mm-hmm. was uh, having revealing Ginny to be a Jupiter spy. Mm-hmm. And I pitched you this ending of how it would go, which is pretty much how it is in the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then we forgot it. (laughs) We forgot the way we were going to do it. Mm -hmm. And so the show actually ended a beat before the I love you buddy Mm -hmm. in the original script, like on the night of the show in this Mm -hmm. script, it ended before that beat of I love you too, buddy, which Ginny says. Mm -hmm. And there was a whole different piece of the show. Yes. It was going to be the reveal. We were going to open the curtain on the second act of the show or whatever. Yeah. And then ta-da, but spending retrofitting 10 minute story around that ta-da. Yes. was like, let's, make this show the show. Well, then, and, and Jackson and Jackson, yeah. Jackson remembered that, <laughs> how I had pitched that ending to him. And yeah. he was like, no, the, how you pitched it is how it needs to end. And I said, ah, how did I pitch it? <laughs> and he laid out those beats and, and I wrote them down. Yeah. Yeah, we had you and uh, Jenna and Jackson uh, huddled in the little room mm-hmm. going, oh, right, this is the ending mm-hmm. of it. Um, and what was interesting to me about when we played that is there was so much emotion from the fans wrapped up in the end of the show and the oh, and, last and Jackson had just cried a little bit. Yes, because it was it was a very emotional end for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I think that the twist got buried a little mm-hmm. because of all that. So mm-hmm. they didn't have as strong a reaction as I suspect the podcast audience will, who can yes. actually hear what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm I'm excited to hear. The fallout of that. In any event, the I think the robots thing in that last Sparks yeah. was a fun uh, game to play also. Because it was, again, we knew we were just going to invite everybody who had been in the show to come do the show and mm-hmm. kind of figure out where they go later. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we couldn't get J.K. Simmons or Garrett Dillahunt for mm-hmm. this. And we knew we wanted to bring Tex back because he's Sparks' arch nemesis. Um, but uh, having Tim Amundsen there was mm-hmm. really fun. Like he became such a, a great part of the show in the past yeah. year. Um, and then 
<laughs> shuffling all these robots on. And I remember w- sitting in our office and we had that conversation about, you know, it, it became the kind of small argument in Sparks, which becomes the meat of a Sparks episode mm-hmm. of, like, he's there to shoot the marshal mm-hmm. who is yes. red. <laughs> yeah, the semantic yeah. thing became that really is a fun game. thing. Yeah. Uh, that became a fun game. And then, get, and then Tex having to get all of the other robots on board with that was mm-hmm. fun. And uh, Sparks just putting all of that aside and, and having it interrupt the wedding, which is always fun because it's, you know, anytime Sparks has a thing to do and it's interrupted mm-hmm. is fun. So it, in many ways it was like a classic Sparks oh, right. episode. I remember now this episode <laughs> because it was, I think it was this one that was, it felt like uh, a comment on how far Sparks had come yes. in terms of being interrupted and being able to toggle mm-hmm. the things that were important to him. I think that earlier Sparks, beginning of Sparks, Sparks would care more about robots mm-hmm. And backburner the relationship stuff, and yeah. the Sparks was full into this relationship. Yeah, and that was something we did purposely through the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Like I remember that was also the the Martian, the Martian picnic yeah. one. Maybe um, I'm thinking that about the Martian. Picnic. No, that was it. Was that where we started talking about that? And that was like because that was in some ways like we had a big plot thing we had to do there, but it was in some ways sort of a treading water episode. Um, so. Like figuring out what's the big emotional move for Sparks mm-hmm. in that episode uh, became this conversation about how far has he come? I mean, mm-hmm. it's been five years for him, so how has he grown? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was exactly it. It's it's figuring out what's important to him, and I think we tried to play that through the last few episodes, mm-hmm. um, and that was fun. It was also weird. We did an older episode in yes. Australia and New Zealand. Which didn't have that, mm-hmm. and it and was, in writing the comics, yeah, it's and having to go back, yeah, and even when we performed them in Chicago, and which we're going to do again in New York, like, yeah, having that old Spark or young Sparks mm-hmm. is a, a different guy mm-hmm. in ways I think we didn't realize till we had to stop and make ourselves realize it. I'm curious to know, and we'll have to ask Jackson about this if if he realized that difference because I know for him, like he's so in the moment as an actor mm-hmm. uh, and he's playing moment to moment that I wonder if he, if any of the actors ever had the macro view that you and I had to take. Mm-hmm. I think they, uh, from what I think Gagliardi has said at Q's and A's mm-hmm. and that is like, he doesn't, he's aware of it happening when he gets the script mm-hmm. And that's a thing for him to incorporate, and mm-hmm. uh, the the set of things he plays grows a little bit. Oh yeah, uh, which that's is true. you know his how he that's the math process. he does yeah. um, of levels of character. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so th- again, that that last show was emotional and fun, and it was um, I think an audience that was half paid ticket holders and half friends, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Um, and then we all went to a rap party, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, we we saw a friend of ours the other day who had gone to that show and uh, whom we've seen over the years. And he said, "If the rap party felt like an extension of the show, mm-hmm. which was really sweet." It to was. Hear. It was. It felt intimate to me. Like it mm-hmm. was not. Like it. We didn't. The actors didn't go into the courtyard as they usually did. Mm-hmm. They they really took that that moment to you know 
to feel that show. Mm-hmm. And then we all went and had a drink together. Like it wasn't, you read about like a Saturday night live party. That's full of every, I mean, it was full of everybody who'd done the show, yeah. but it wasn't like, you know, f- past that. It was just, yeah. the, it was just for us. Yeah. And, and, and everyone who did for the most part, everyone who did that final show had kind of been with us if not over the past few years, maybe up to, you know, nine, ten years, mm-hmm. like Yuri Lowenthal and Ryder and Alex. Like, mm-hmm. it was great to have so many friends who had done the M-Bar years mm-hmm. come back. We also had, I remember you saying, we had two new people who had mm-hmm. never done the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Kuntz. Who was so good. Who was great. And Nick Wexler, who was great. And but both of them had come to the show. They both knew the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Had, and were so nice and had never asked to mm-hmm. do the show, mm-hmm. which was very lovely of them, even though they were so uh, complimentary about it. And we're like, we have to put them in. They're mm-hmm. great guys. Mm-hmm. And they were so good. Like, they fit right in mm-hmm. with everybody else because it, it was just this unbelievable enthusiasm. And I don't know. Everyone was so – it was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it was really happy, you know, in doing the show and then at the party and everyone, all of us getting to finally say – this was a fun thing. I'm <laughs> glad we got to do this. The pressure is off in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, so that that was really, it was really nice. And it was, again, like, it wouldn't be there if the fans didn't find it and keep coming to it. And mm-hmm. um, and we're, we're, it's gratifying to see, and I'm sure you see this too, that new people are finding the podcast all, all the, the time, time yeah. every day, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and again, they're being taken care of by by the longtime fans, which is really cool. Um, but it's why we we want to keep whatever changes happen, you know, with podcasts in general. We want to keep all of those episodes available for everyone forever, for free. <laughs> yeah, for free. Uh, we 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 don't want again because people are discovering it or people want to go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. They should be able to do that. You know, yeah. that's always been. That's always been part of the show is keeping it accessible to all. Uh, is there anything you want to mention going forward or looking back? But not in this moment. No. Just get out of this moment. Um, I don't know what kind of thing. What are you thinking of? I don't know. Like, it's, it's fun. Well, I'll say this. And I, I sort of touched on this uh, as we talked about the end of the show and these uh, text threads and these emails going along where I, I think I just ha- stumbled on one the other day where Paul had emailed all of us saying, hey, what's to stop us all from having dinner, dressing up and having dinner every mm-hmm. month? And it hasn't happened yet, but that's in part because we've all been lucky enough to see each other. Mm-hmm. Like we, Real friendships came out of this, which it really is meaningful to me um, that like you know, you and I see Jackson quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. and we're we're trying to work on projects with everybody that we worked with on this show going forward. We love working with these people. Mm-hmm. So whether it's specifically Thrilling Adventure Hour, whether it's something else with you know us and these people, and it's going to have that sensibility that people respond to. Um, we're doing these one-off live shows, yeah. which are adaptations of the comics. We'll be in New York at Comic-Con, and Paul and Paget and Jackson and Gagliardi and John Hodgman and Craig will all be there with us. And uh, we're doing this boat show at L.A. Podfest. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, the show that we originally did on the Jonathan yeah. Colton cruise, where we were limited by the fact that um, the cruise takes place during pilot season, which meant a lot of the actors 
uh, that one would like to bring on a boat to do a thrilling adventure show couldn't do it. So we were limited to who was on the boat. Unfortunately, who was on the boat was great friends of ours yeah. that we could write for and to. Uh, and so we did a, a departure from our usual, which because we didn't want to do a Sparks without Jackson, mm-hmm. we didn't want to do a Beyond Belief without Paget. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do uh, something unique to there. And so it's a screwball comedy set on a boat. Uh, and we're very excited to to do it again with the core group. All new songs were written by Jonathan Colton and Paul and Storm. And as with everything they do, they're the catchiest things in the world. Uh. The well, We should talk about, because people will hear it, um, but we can tease it a little bit. The, the outstanding number, mm-hmm. um, which we knew the whole thing is this troop of musicians and actors they just have to perform the big song. From the big show for the big investor. And then for sure, he will fund their show. And we didn't know what that song was, but Ben emailed uh, all of us and said, I'm toying with this title. Yeah, I had a title, <laughs> Love Ain't No Billy Goat, uh, which was, you know, as nonsensical as can be. Right. There's, I don't know that, that there's a, 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 a negative metaphor presented like a song that is here's yeah. what isn't the thing i'm talking about uh and specifically something that no one would confuse anyway exactly that is the funniest thing of like these this these disparate ideas <laughs> there's i don't i don't know where that i don't know what you were drinking or I don't know what was going on. I but wish I wish I had an excuse like that. Like, ah, oh, it was bad prosecco. But it made us all laugh. But we also kind of said, like, well, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's had, not it, we threw around some ideas, mm-hmm. and then what came was the and, distillation of yeah. those ideas, the heightening of them, and, and oh the catchiest. God. It has it been comes on my been, random play, and yeah. it's the best thing ever <laughs> on my random play. It's been in my head for two years, uh, and I'm so excited to do it at LA Podfest. Um, with all of our usual actors, because I think they'll get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a, a weird thing about doing the boat show, is we kind of left going, like, that was really fun, and everyone was really good in it. Thanks for joining us, Pumplamoose. Yeah, it was right? crazy. Um, and then, but, like, because of the creative collaboration we have with the, the Work Juice players for 10 years, like, we're excited to bring them new things. That said, <laughs> please look forward to the star turn. Yep. The beginning of <laughs> Todd, the the curtain man. Uh, he was on the Cooper. boat. He has a last name, Cooper. Whatever. Uh, Todd Kerper. Uh, Todd Kerper. He was on the boat. We knew we could write him apart. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you check out this boat show, you will see the real chops. Uh, one of my favorite things of that whole boat experience, which is full of my favorite things, mm-hmm. was uh, Mr. Hodgman being dubious about how we were putting a friend in the show <laughs> as opposed to a performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he laughed the hardest at every line that Todd, yeah. uh, Todd said. This is going to be great. a star-making turn <laughs> for Todd Coop, Coops. Coopston? What is it? C- Curtin. Kurt, Todd Curtin. <laughs> Uh, Todd is also preparing a special podcast that we'll be putting out yes. uh, at some point. Um, so again, keep us in your feed. Um, but all that, like all the information about the New York shows and the LA Podfest and anything we have moving forward, uh, can be found on the website uh, thrillingadventurehour.com. And any website, if you go to any website, it mm-hmm. should be on there. Absolutely. If it's not, write that website. <laughs> send send them birdhouses. <laughs> I until actually put it out. was like it wasn't until fans started saying they were going to send us birdhouses <laughs> about the show that I that I realized like 
that'd be nice on the mantle, like a couple of birdhouses. <laughs> like well, if they were crafted you guys, well. send a birdhouse to Ben Acker, care of, care of Work Juice Corporation. <laughs> no, we have a, a mailing address. You can find it on our Tumblr. Don't, don't send me birdhouses send him as a gift. So many birdhouses. Send me birdhouses to keep the show going. I want something. him to not have any room in his home, <laughs> in his actual house, <laughs> because of so many birdhouses. No, come on. Don't do what that, what what color would go with your? Oh, like just a nice wood varnish. I don't need. Paint. Really? Yeah, you're making a big mistake. Oh no, you're right. I totally am. <laughs> colors. Birdhouses have colors on them. Nice like a designs. nice a white and a red one. Mm-hmm. You know, like a white birdhouse with a red roof. Blue is a color. Send them to Ben Acker, care of Work Juice Corporation. Uh, our PO box is on our Tumblr somewhere. Please don't send. Them. Please send them <laughs> hundreds, hundreds of tiny ones. Sure. Little ones, little bitty birdhouses? Fit, fit for bees. Hummingbird houses. <laughs> no, but smaller. <laughs> Hummingbird mansions. <laughs> smaller. <laughs> I don't get the concept. Uh, ben? Yes, Ben. It's been a pleasure working with you. Nice knowing you. I'm sorry that I now have to poison you. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, as ever. Yes, for real. Now leaving Nerdist.com. That's Janet. Did you know that? What? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. That's phenomenal. They they revealed it on at midnight. Hey, last night. listen. Before we end, let's recommend some other podcasts. Okay. Now that we will not be coming out regularly. Okay. Um, what else are you listening to that you think our fans would enjoy? I just did a deep dive in. You must remember this mm-hmm. uh, by Karina Longsworth. It is phenomenal. It is. Uh, the first hundred years of Hollywood, she she calls it. So and why is it diligently for researched? The thrilling adventure audience. Uh, it is if you liked Tales from the Black Lagoon, but want stories that are researched actually <laughs> instead of just made up, uh, which are even crazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is for the our audience because it is smart and yeah. um, entertaining, and she, she has some pronunciations <laughs> that are. <laughs> Hilarious. Which we know our audience loves. Uh-huh. Um, and it is, like you say, it's that old Hollywood vibe, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're well-produced. And she does a great job yeah. on those. Uh, those I just heard me. the 12-part series she did on Charles Manson. Oh, my God. That each episode was between 20 and 50 minutes. And I feel like I learned a, a lot of things mm-hmm. from it. I will add to that... Um, it's sort of uh, vaguely related uh, is Matt Gorley's I Was There Too, yes. which is not such old Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, more recent Hollywood. But again, Matt is part of Super Ego, uh, which is always our number one recommendation. Uh, we love that show. But Matt, our sister show. Our sister show. Our, our weird cousin, our country cousin show. We're the country our cousin. Our sister wife show. Um, but Matt interviews actors who played small parts in memorable movies and scenes in movies. Um, and the first one, his very first episode over a year ago, was with Paul uh, talking about his role in There Will Be Blood. Uh, and it's a great gateway episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really liked his Paula Malcolmson episode mm-hmm. and his Stephen Tobolowsky. The Tobolowsky was great. Yeah, I mean, they're always an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Matt is a great interviewer, I think. Yeah. He, he does a terrific job. Um, Super Ego will always recommend. Uh, Dead Authors, which we know you guys know about, and which is also coming to an end of its regular run. Uh, but there's a huge bank of them if you don't know about it. It's Paul in character as H.G. Wells uh, interviewing other comedians playing dead authors, and it's always a lot of fun. I'm checking my phone. Yeah, check your phone. To. I will too. It's probably it's probably stuff in my phone. Adam and Joe, please l- seek out and listen yes. to the Adam and Joe podcast, which we heard 
about indirectly from Edgar Wright, and so it is uh, <laughs> recommended uh, highly. It is uh, two of the charmingest British comedian. Uh, well, Joe Cornish, mm-hmm. the Joe of Adam and Joe, uh, wrote and directed Attack the Block and A Draft of Ant-Man, I understand. And uh, he and his old childhood friend, Adam, are just really funny. Yeah. They do recurring bits where they, uh, called one is called Song Wars, where they just go back and forth on a topic and create a song and the audience votes and they take it real personally. Um, <laughs> It is, it's so it's, charming. It's and they're done. A, this was from a few years ago, but yeah. they're all available. Uh, uh, the and, Worst Idea of All Time yes. is one I've recently got into. Uh, gotten into, it is two guys watching, two New Zealand comedians watching uh, every week for a year, the movie Grown Ups 2, uh, and going slowly insane. Uh, uh, Todd said to me the other day, after listening, because you would recommend that to both of us, mm-hmm. and he, I think, listened to a few and went... I feel like I have to watch Grown Ups 2 now. Like, no! And yeah, they don't say do over it. and over. They say over and over in this podcast, yeah. we are doing it so you don't have That's to. That's how stupid this guy is. <laughs> oh, Todd? Yeah. Oh, he's stupid. Um, uh, I will, uh, they have finished yeah. their first year, and trying. now they are doing Sex in the City 2. They will also be at the PodFest. Doing. Oh, will they? Yeah. Oh, good. And those, if you're in L.A., uh, you can get PodFest badges uh, at LAPodFest.com. And if you're not in L.A., you can stream it. Uh, also go to LAPodFest.com and use the promo code TAH and you'll get to stream everything that PodFest is putting on and you'll get $5 off if you use that promo code. Um, I want to recommend, uh, we mentioned Dead Authors, we did not mention Spontaneation. Which well, we should have. We really should have. Let's do it It's now. Paul's um, improvised podcast and occasional kind of monthly live show Mm -hmm. uh and it has had jackson and craig and janet and just so many of your favorite i think hal has done it i wouldn't know um (laughs) so it has lots of work juice players as well as friends of thrilling adventure hour the super ego guys but also as guests um it's it is always fun um and then janet's podcast which i love the mm-hmm. jv club absolutely um where she talks mostly right now she's in her boys of summer series which is great but she it's the rest of the year she talks to women just about growing up um and it's it's always an interesting conversation she's an adept interviewer and genuinely interested in her subjects absolutely with special guest lauren lapkus is yes. a great podcast where lauren makes someone else host it's a great concept. Uh, thing, and it's she so is the smart. guest on the show. And the one where Paul F. plays Santa Claus and Lauren plays an elf. Mm-hmm. Which is just me, a few months ago. It made out. me pull over my car so I wouldn't <laughs> crash from laughing. And it, she plays her elf uh, Ho-Ho, her character mm-hmm. oh. from Comedy Bang Bang, which is also, we recommend it, but you guys already know about it. We love Scott and the show he puts on. And you know Judge John Hodgman. Mm-hmm. Always great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for fans of Beyond Belief, I don't even know if we have talked about these, but there are two podcasts that I listen to uh, occasionally, but which are really well done. Um, both sort of academic looks mm-hmm. at monsters. Okay. Uh, one is called Monster Talk, mm-hmm. and one is called Lore. And Lore tends to be I've like 20 minute. Uh, I think AV Club wrote them up not too long ago, mm-hmm. uh, which is how I found Monster Talk also. But they kind of investigate... Uh, in again a very academic way, uh, monsters like urban legends and and you know stuff like that, uh, where the idea of vampires came from. So mm-hmm. it's a deep dive into monster history, but it's also current. So I think the the gateway episode of Allure 
was a story about a tiger or a, a lion mm-hmm. that was loose in the suburbs of Massachusetts. And it was just a 20 minute podcast, but they really dig into it and say, like, why did this take hold? And why did people perpetuate this when you look at the video footage and it's uncertain whether this is a lion, but it was absolutely convinced. Um, mm. Another one, and that reminds me of the uh, Dana Gould's podcast. Yes. Uh, is it called the Dana Gould? The Dana Gould Hour. Hour. Yeah. Um, which is always entertaining and, again, often has friends of the show. Uh, AG's done a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, John Ennis. Yeah, yeah. Ennis, feature. every single, yeah. Um, I want to say No Such Thing as a Fish is a podcast that I listen mm-hmm. to a lot. Do you know about this? You know. People recommend it to... Us specifically, all the time. Weird. Uh, because I, I want to shout it out because I want to be friends with those guys. <laughs> um, it is the writers of the British show QI, who, which is a show about smarty smart knowledge and like what you think you know you don't isn't isn't the actual truth. And Stephen Fry hosts it, and it's um, it's entertaining and the smartest thing in the in the world. Uh, so the researchers for that show. Uh, get together once a week and share the most interesting thing they learned that week. Each one takes a turn saying their most interesting fact of the week, and then all the others who have done similar research that week get to chime in on one aspect of a thing that that fact touches on. So it is just uh, smart, funny people telling you stuff that you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's really a great a great way to to, <laughs> to drive to a, a meeting. <laughs> So everybody driving to meetings, uh, check it out. How long is that podcast? Uh, a couple of years they've been doing. Uh, I want to say twenty five. Like tw- yeah, it's, it's a reasonable length. It turns out we don't know how long podcasts are. We call our show thrilling adventure hour. You get it in twenty five minute chunks, <laughs> and even the live show is about eighty five minutes. Um, but it averages out probably. exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Go and check the thrilling adventure hour Tumblr and uh, web page. Web page? We don't do a Tumblr, right? Website. We do a Tumblr. Oh, yeah. How's that? <laughs> it gets re- you check FYA Thrilling Adventure Hour, right? FYA, yeah. which I love. Uh-huh. Uh, so they they retumble us. All right, good. So that's where you've so seen I'm it. Seeing it. All right. <laughs> um, but that's where we'll put often put you know up to the minute information about appearances and shows and whatever. Um, guys, thank you for <laughs> listening to us for this hour. And for all of these years, uh, honestly, we can't thank you enough. Um, you've made so much of this show possible. We got to go to New Zealand. And we, got we didn't to, even talk about that. No. We'll do it in the subsequent ones. <laughs> but, but like because of the fans, we got to go to New Zealand, and we got to make a concert film, yeah. and, which you can get on our website, by the way. People often ask that and somehow haven't found it. Um, but yeah, the concert film came out beautifully. We're really proud of it. Um, yeah, we, we've been really lucky, um, and that's because of you. So thanks. Thank you. <laughs>